We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas, and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and a dark talk of looming conflict. Senator Rand Paul was allegedly assaulted at his We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad are taking over. We have come to take our country back. He also worries that civil war could be on the way back. There are fears a her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then-cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Is over of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Go, Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are you in now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island today declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. They do. But mostly they just ignore the stories that matter. What's happened to the hundreds of billions of U.S. dollars we've sent to Ukraine? No clue. Who organized those BLM riots three years ago? No one's gotten to the bottom of that. What exactly happened on 9-11? Well, it's still classified. How did Jeffrey Epstein make all that money? How did he die? How about JFK? And so endlessly on. Not only are the media not interested in any of this, they are actively hostile to anybody who is. In journalism, curiosity is the gravest crime. Yesterday, for example, a former Air Force officer who worked for years in military intelligence came forward as a whistleblower to reveal that the U.S. government has physical evidence 
of crashed non-human made aircraft, as well as the bodies of the pilots who flew those aircraft. The Pentagon has spent decades studying these otherworldly remains in order to build more technologically advanced weapon systems. Okay, that's what the former intel officer revealed, and it was clear he was telling the truth. In other words, UFOs are actually real, and apparently so is extraterrestrial life. Now we know. In a normal country, this news would qualify as a bombshell, the story of the millennium. But in our country, it doesn't. The whistleblower's account ran on a technology website called The Debrief, which you've probably never heard of. The Washington Post had that story, but decided not to run it. The New York Times, meanwhile, just pretended it never happened. On the front page of the New York Times website this morning, there were five stories about Ukraine, as well as four stories apiece about Donald Trump, trans people, and climate change, the usual lineup. There was nothing at all about how an alien species is flying hypersonic aircraft over our cities. Not one word. So if you're wondering why our country seems so dysfunctional, this is a big part of the reason. Nobody knows what's happening. A small group of people control access to all relevant information, and the rest of us don't know. We're allowed to yap all we want about racism, but go ahead and talk about something that really matters and see what happens. If you keep it up, they'll make you be quiet. Trust us. That's how they maintain control. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. Now, I could have covered the story yesterday, but I wanted to make sure I covered all the whistleblower FBI type stuff first because I don't know, man. I'm pretty jaded on the alien topic. I absolutely do believe that there are aliens out there. I mean, statistically speaking, there should be some kind of other life out there. Otherwise, it's kind of scary and sad real quick, real suddenly for our little existence in this little blue marble. But every president does this. You know, there's some flash in the sky, like with Obama and the Yemen raids, there was like UFO sightings. Uh... You know, and then Trump used UFOs for a little bit, like during the first impeachment trial. Then all of a sudden there was this talk about UFOs, and Tucker Carlson did that big UFO week and all that stuff. You know, presidents do this. They, they try out the UFO thing in times of controversy or, you know, it's like the ultimate, hey, look up, look up the sky, not what's down here type deal. So, you know, I'm a little skeptical on it as much as I want to believe, and I do believe, you know, truth is we're out here, but... But how many presidents just like to rush out the UFO thing and just use it as, like, a cover? I figured if I don't get to it by yesterday evening, I'd just start it kind of in the middle of the day today. Because it's interesting. It should be talked about. The interviews with this guy are quite interesting. But does anything come of this? We'll see. It is interesting. The story is very, very interesting, but we've had FBI whistleblowers do the interview tour, and we've had these Pentagon whistleblowers do the, do the interview tour, and they're like, oh, UFOs are real. Aliens are coming down any day now, and then they vanish. But at the same time, a major controversy vanishes with the presidency as well. And that's just kind of how it goes. So forgive my skepticism. And this is a little interesting thing they got over here. Summary by ChatGPT. Former U.S. intelligence off official David Charles Gorscht, who has fought in Afghanistan and previously worked for the National uh, <clears throat> Geospodal Intelligence Agency, NGA, and National Reconnaissance Officer, NRO, has revealed classified information about covert programs involving the retrieval 
of intact and partially intact vehicles of non-human origins or UFOs. Isn't it UAO or whatever? Or uh, AFO or whatever? Anonymous flying object or whatever? I thought they updated that. Gorsh alleged that such information has been illegally withheld from Congress and has filed a complaint stating that he faced illegal retaliation for his confidential disclosures. Other intelligence officials, including Jonathan Gray, have acknowledged the reality of non-human intelligence and have called for global solutions to the phenomenon. Now, I'm expecting to get a little bit of shit in the comments for this one, but I, you know, again, I think aliens are real, and I think Bob Lazar isn't as bunk as a lot of people want to say he is. You know, there's a lot of things about, about the Bob Lazar story that seem to suggest he's telling the truth, especially the fact that his story's been consistent for a little about 50 years now. And there's multiple periodic elements that he said were real, and he named them and what they were made of. Even before they were confirmed by scientists or on the periodic table... Uh, they said he didn't have a, a jet-powered car, and he did. They tried to, like, the government tried to falsify educational records with him, only for his classmates to come out with school photos and be like, no, we did go to college with him, and he was a very smart kid. Like, he graduated higher than I did. A whole lot of shit with the Bob Lazar thing. So, you know, there, there, there's always been the whistleblowers and the UFO thing coming out, like I've said before. And right now, you know, we got all these FBI whistleblowers, either on the run, like Tara Reid and two other or uh, Tara Reid and, uh, God, I'm blanking right now, but... We have whistleblowers flee to Russia. We have other whistleblowers that the FBI are saying if they come forward and get unmasked, they will be killed. But this guy is just walking around with his face on all the cameras talking about this major national secret that's so goddamn secretive that it was hidden from Congress, boys. That's how secret is the UFO shit. Congress don't know about it. You thought your favorite politicians in Congress might know? They don't, apparently. You know what I mean? It's like, and this guy's just going on Fox and CNN and doing all these interviews, and it's just like, okay, bud. Convenient that all this is happening like it always does around controversy. Trump did the UFO thing twice. The other time, uh, I think the other time actually had to do with him continuing the Yemen raids, too. Actually, now that I think about it. Because Tucker Carlson and Fox News did those UFO weeks. Remember those? Remember those guys? For example, I pulled up one of many clips. Fox has the same intro, and I think the intro is kind of cool. You know, I, I grew up watching X-Files, so, you know, I like it. That B episode of X-Files gave me some fewer bees. I really didn't like bees. But, actually, a little fun fact about X-Files and me. I thought the G-Man was, or I thought, like, the, 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 the what's his name? Like, the in-between guy in X-Files, the guy, like... You know, like, he runs the One World organizations, and he's, like, in the background, like, just kind of, like, walks out. I thought X-Files stole that from Half-Life. That's the conclusion the seven-year-old comes to when he plays Xbox video games. But, you know, you got this. Just a few weeks ago, the Navy admitted for the first time that several UFO videos were real, meaning they show actual area phenomenon that so far the Pentagon cannot explain. Now a UFO investigations group says they have found materials that could potentially be physical evidence of UFOs. Luis Elizondo is director of special programs at the To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science. He also headed the Pentagon's office for investigation. <laughs> so here's the real thing about this. Again, look, you, you heard who this guy is, right? The guest? Former head? 
Stars Academy of Arts and Science. He also headed the Pentagon's office for investigating UFO incidents. So, remember Tom DeLong of Blink-182 and how they kicked off him out of the band because he was talking about how, like, hey, uh, I'm getting invited to the Pentagon to be debriefed on UFOs, and everyone was like, you're crazy, you're crazy, but then... He starts a, like, alien research group called To The Stars Academy, and it's him and multiple other, like, former and retired government Pentagon and CIA agents who run it. I'm just saying, like, look, people gave Tom DeLonge so much shit, including Joe Rogan who interviewed him. I'm just kind of like, bro, I... T- even if they bullshitted him, I mean, you literally have a fucking co-fed who helped him co-found the fucking To The Stars Academy. So people can say what they want about Tom DeLonge. I just think it's a little ridiculous how we tainted him. And it's the star of the History Channel's Unidentified. He joins us tonight. Luis, thanks so much for coming on. So, what is this material, and why could it shed light on the question of what UFOs might be? Sure. Well, our company over the last year and a half has actually obtained quite a bit of material. And let me first preface by saying some of that material, its providence is, is frankly hearsay, while other uh, the providence of some of this material is has been substantiated. And ultimately, we're in the process of analyzing this material at three different levels. We're looking at its physical properties, its chemical or, if you will, molecular properties, and then ultimately its atomic properties. And it's really at that point we'll be able to make some sort of uh, definitive conclusion, keeping in mind that we still have to follow the, the scientific process and methods and at the same like time have peer review. So it's not just as simple as coming out and saying, hey, look what we found. Um, there's a lot of work that still needs to be done. I, I bet that's right. And, of course, should be challenged as you, as you, as you ought to be challenged, I think. Um, but, Absolutely. but quickly sum it up for us. Why do you think this material might be connected to UFOs? Well, I, without getting into a lot of detail right now, because it's, 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 frankly, it's too speculative for me at this point to say why I think something. At the end of the day, it's going to be what the analysis tells us. And if you right. have, for example, interesting isotopic ratios that are not normally found, let's say, on this planet, then you have to scratch your head and either A, it's been engineered that way, or B, it came from somewhere else. And ultimately, that's what we're trying to find out. So these are materials brought to you by people who say this is at the site of a UFO incident or a crash? In some cases, yes. Uh, again, unfortunately, I can't elaborate too much with some of these individuals. We do have right. non-disclosure agreements, but uh, it's from, from various sources, both private and, and governmental. It goes without saying, I, I hope that you'll come back uh, as you get to the bottom of this. We remain. So you had this, and if you really want to take the time, you can go look. It's always like, oh, look, what's going on? This one comes out during the pandemic. Like, during the height of like the vaccine mandates and all that shit, and... You know, mid-2021 to beginning of 2022 type deal. Really interesting how, like, the Pentagon and all these whistleblowers just happen to come up in these major controversial points in American history when the president or big high-ranking officials are trying to do some sketchy shit and they want you to not think too hard about what they're doing. They want you to look at the sky and think, oh, look, look at the thing in the sky. Don't think about the hand in your back pocket while the other hand tickles your diggle. Now, it's just kind of been the, uh, you know, the, the way all this has gone. So, got a couple things to get into. Political wire for a quick little brief up here. Officials say the U.S. Ha- has retrieved craft of non-human origin. June 6, 2023, a former intelligence official turned whistleblower has given Congress the intelligence community inspector general extensive classified information about deeply covert programs that he says pro- uh, says process retrieved intact and partially intact crafts of non-human origin. The debrief reports, and I hope, I hope this is true. I really want to fucking know. I am wildly fucking curious about this. 
over here at the Daily at the New York Post, my bad, U.S. collects intact UFOs as part of secret program Air Force, Veterans Cla- Air Force Veteran Claims by Emily Kane. Now, we will come to this, but I'm going to skip this video for a minute. An Air Force veteran and former intelligence official has claimed the U.S. government has been collecting intact extraterrestrial crafts for decades as part of a UFO retrieval program it has allegedly been trying to keep secret. Bang up job. David Charles Gorsh, 36 years old, told News Nation he recently turned over proof of the alleged covert program to Congress and the Inspector General of the Intelligence Community as part of a whistleblower complaint. Quote, these are retrieval not these were are retrieving non-human origin technical vehicles. Called it a spacecraft, if you will, non-human exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed, Gorsh said Monday of the so-called secret programs alleging activities. Now, that is a unique claim. A lot of it is like, do we know if these are human or man-made? And people are like, we really can't confirm that one way or another. We're still trying to figure it out. This is the first time it's like, these are confirmed. These are not These are not made to this earth, at least according to this whistleblower and what he says he gave over to these various departments of the government. Now, there have been some hearings. Yesterday, there was a big hearing about this. I will be uploading the full footage of that to my other channels. Maybe not Rumble, or, I mean, not BitChute, considering how long the video is, and BitChute's new policies on length, so... Whack. But, you know, it will, at bare minimum, be on Rumble. And the podcast platforms. If you want to go find it. Now, uh, Gorsh said Monday of the so-called secret program's alleged activities. He also widely suggested that more than just vehicles were found in some cases. Quote, well, naturally... When you recover something that's either landed or crashed, sometimes you encounter dead pilots. And, believe it or not, as fantastical as that sounds, it's true, he alleged. Well, again, Bob Lazar talks about seeing little ish, like little green and gray guys. Uh, I, I mean, again, there have been reports. Uh, you have Betty and uh, what's her husband's name? In like the 1920s, they got abducted. And they had, like, severe PTSD and breakdown. They were, like, the first ever, you know, example of a UFO story. And they didn't make any money off of it either. So, you know, I believe that story. Again, I do believe there are things that have fucked with Earth. I do believe that there are things out there. And perhaps they come by in case you check out on Earth. And, again, like, people are like, well, you know, with the, with the age of smartphones, UFOs are the only thing that haven't seen a plummet in footage. Now, I have UFO stories. I'll leave a... I'll, uh, let's see. Give me one second. Why is my mouse not working? Oh, okay, there we go. From April 20th of 2022. Now, I don't know for certain if the... Because there was an unnamed whistleblower referenced in the stories, in the articles we went over in this episode. But I don't know if it's the same whistleblower or not. If it is then that adds a level of credibility, at least from where I'm sitting with this story. But I told a little story in this, uh, my own little UFO encounter, but here's the thing with my UFO encounter. I live next to an airbase. I see weird shit all the fucking time in the sky. Like, constantly weird shit. And a lot of it is, like, testing shit. You know, there's also, like, a private, big private airfield kind of by my house, too. 
So, you know, I see rich people flying weird flying aircrafts too. So, I chalked that up to probably what I saw. But my thing was, I saw a, a not high, no substance in my system, not drinking. I was working. I was four hours into a nine-hour shift at a restaurant. I was the cook. I stepped outside for a cigarette. This is probably in July of 2018. I even talked about it on the podcast back then, but fuck, I don't know what the name of that episode was. Because I talked about it like the day after it happened. And I have, actually, you see if I can find footage for it. I think I filmed it. I, I did film it. I just don't have to find the footage. Anyway, I, uh, you know, I'm hanging out, lighting my cigarette. And all of a sudden, the whole area around me just lights up. Bright light, like sunlight in the middle of the night. And I just look up, and, you know, at first I just assume it's like a helicopter searchlight thing. Not uncommon where I live. But no, it is not, in fact, a helicopter searchlight. It's just this giant, probably, I don't even have a real, I don't have a good guesstimation for how big it was. It was at least the size of the restaurant I worked in and was cooking with-wise. Just big, glowing, it seemed flat like a pancake, just glowing or disc thing above me. I blinked and it was gone. That's it. That's my whole fucking story. Feel free to believe it, disbelieve it. I, I can chalk it up to... I don't know. Cooking, you get really hot. It was already July, so it was already pretty warm. Maybe I was having heat reaction or something, but it was a very weird story. And again, I live next to an airbase, so weird aerial phenomenon for me isn't exactly a unheard of thing. But, you know, moving on. But it is interesting that he is going out of his way to make sure he gets it clear these are non-human and the claim that you have dead pilots? As a Fallout fan, I am fascinated. Uh, non-human or origin technical vehicles. These are retrieving non-human origin technical vehicles. Call it a spacecraft, if you will. Non-human exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed, Gorsh said. Kind of wild. And I read that. Moving on. Sometimes you find the dead pilots. Quote, We're definitely not alone. Well, I, don't, I didn't need you to tell me that, but it's good to hear. Gersh continued, quote, The data points quite empirically that we're not alone. It'd be too weird if we were. Gorsh, who once worked on the government's unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAP, that's the term, UAP task force, didn't offer up any evidence to back his claims, which were first reported by Science Site The Debrief earlier Monday. Okay, so he's not the whistleblower from my earlier report in April. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Quote, I thought it was totally nuts. And I thought at first I was being deceived. It was a ruse, Gorsh said of the alleged program. Quote, people started to confide in me, approach me. I have plenty of senior former intelligence of, uh, officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost my whole career that uh, that confided in me that they were part of the pro. Again, again, again. I want to believe so bad, but right now we have actual whistleblowers with detailed, in-depth evidence to prove their claims being forced into hiding by our government. 
or being told that if they come public or they're unmasked, they will likely die. But this guy is just walking around saying all this shit, talking about all these high-ranking people that just confided in him, and he's just like, yeah, you know, I was a real rock for everybody. It's a little weird. Well, I agree, like, look, I, I agree with a lot of what he says. I don't think we're alone, you know, but this guy comes from inside the system, and he's whistleblower, right? And coming from inside the system at the time he is, I don't think it would hurt anybody to offer up extra fucking scrutiny to him. The Department of Defense spokeswoman, however, appeared to shoot down Gorsh's allegation, telling the Post that all that uh, all domain anomaly resolution office, formerly the UAP task force, has not discovered any verifiable information. To <laughs> sorry, I already know that's not exactly true. Anyway, to substantiate claims that any programs regarding the possession or reverse engineering of external materials have existed in the past or exist currently. The statement continued, quote, AARO is committed to following the data and investigating whether it le- wherever it leads. AARO working with the Office of the General Counsel and Air Force Office of the Special Investigations has established a safe and secure process for individuals to come forward with information to aid AARO in its uh, congressionally mandated historical review. AARO welcomes the opportunity to speak with any former and current government employee or contractor who believes they have information relevant to the historical review. I just, I don't know. AARO director, Sean Kirkpatrick. Sean Kirkpatrick. Hmm. It's been around, he's been been in the machine for a very long time, man. Revealed. uh, Revealed at a public NASA meeting late last month that only a tiny fraction of the hundreds of UFO sightings reported over the past three decades are actually unexplainable. Okay, fine, but look, again, giving the devil his due here a little bit, he just said they recovered intact and partially intact UFOs. He didn't say they recovered tons or many or a lot. He just said they recovered some. And with some apparently dead pilots. So, again, it is a common move from within the administration of any administration to say, well, you know, it's the argument by, by saying... You know, most of it's explainable. Well, that implies that there's a little bit that's not. And that could easily be the part that this man's talking about. Again, I really want to believe. I'm just very skeptical and cynical. I've been burned on this so many times. And people who watch the show, you know, if you've been around since like 2020, the UFO thing's not new with me. I've gotten my hopes up before. Of the 800 sightings reported to the Department of Defense over the past 27 years, just two of the 5% were possibly really uh, anomalous. The 16-member group of scientists and independent experts had met met in Washington, D.C. last month for, quote, fatal final deliberations before releasing a report detailing the findings of the nine-month UFO investigation, which is slated to be published in July. Which is why, if you're wondering why I picked the specific 
uh, Tucker Cliff I picked. There you go. Let's see what the comments are saying. God damn, let's see what the comments are saying. First comment is from, here we go again. Well, when you think about it, we have gone very, 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 we have come very, we have gone very, very far in the past 50 years in technology. I'm not only talking about small stuff like cell phones and iPads, etc., but space exploration. We have shuttles that go into space with no humans in it. They stay in space for months on end and then land back. It is possible that the reason there are no humans on board is because the ship is making contact with aliens and don't want they're making contact with aliens and don't want anything brought back to Earth. That might make people sick. What about stealth technology? Now, we have jets that go faster than the speed of light that almost can't be detected. Not wrong either. Medical technology has also seen major advances. In my opinion, yes, a spacecraft alien to us crashed somewhere in the U.S. and the scientists have done reverse technology and thus we're getting all this advanced technology. Again, not a bad take. I, do, I don't discredit it. Unfortunately, part of me is like leaning towards the government being a little bit more honest on this right here, unfortunately. I don't know. I want to believe. Again, I'm, I'm really willing to talk about me just being too cynical. But I don't mean to steal anyone's fun. We have jets that go faster than the speed of light. Maybe in the world of Star Trek, but... Well, we can break the sound barrier. Did they say speed of light? Hold on ship it is possible technology now we have jessica fast in the speed yep nope sorry i don't know why i was thinking speed of sound okay yep nope never mind we have jets that go faster than the speed of light maybe in the world of star trek but certainly not in the real world and reverse engineering that works marvelously on paper well no it works in real life too it doesn't just work on paper Dude, like, you, you you realize the machine we used to decode, like, Nazi transmissions and signals and shit was literally only able to be made by the Allies because we reverse-engineered a bunch of Nazi tech. What do you mean works on paper? Alright. Uh, on paper, imagine a nuclear submarine being transported back through time. Though, the... <laughs> Handed over, handed over to Leonardo da Vinci and his choice of a dream team. Oh, God, this is such a retarded comparison. All right, but look, you're talking about taking technology and giving it to people hundreds or thousands of years in the past. That doesn't make any sense. Now, if you really want to make a fair comparison, you could say, now imagine taking a, uh, God, what, uh, a steam-powered engine. And then dropping it before Leonardo da Vinci to try and reverse engineer. Leonardo da Vinci could probably figure out how to reverse engineer a steam-powered engine. It's not that far off. It's advanced enough to be mind-blowing. But also within the timeline of their understanding. It's like saying, oh, Imagine you took a television with no electricity whatsoever around you or anything and just gave it to a founding father and said, Hey, dissect it and reverse engineer it. For numerous reasons, that little analogy of yours doesn't quite fucking work. Apples to oranges, timeline-wise. Now, you could be like, well, you take a nuclear device. Well, nukes are just very specific. I mean, 
You have to have all kinds of very special tech to reverse engineer that, and you have to have special tech to reverse engineer a spaceship, for sure. But the thing is, we live in a timeline, we live in a point in time where the ability to take apart and understand what we're looking at exists. They don't have the tools in the time, like, Leonardo da Vinci doesn't have the tools that would be required for the job. And I'm not talking about, like, computer stuff, I'm just talking about, like, hard metal-made tools to do the fucking job. It's kind of a, a, a weird comparison. Bit of a stretch. Anyway, Leonardo da Vinci and a choice of dream team. They all would have died of old of old age without making much. No, they probably would have blown themselves up by trying to crack into it, or they would have died of cancer. I, I, God, this comment is falling apart in its arrogance. Old age without much progress. A society millions of years ahead of us, or half a million years, or a hundred thousand years. Or 10,000... Dude, dude, these are wild fucking gaps in time. You can't quantify exactly what you're trying to say when you're at... Look, the timeline between 1,000 years and 10,000 years is fucking massive. I'm, I'm moving on. This comment is fucking retarded. If you want to read it yourself, description below. Uh, Hooksy says, Some examples of reverse engineering alien technology. The Ford Pinto comes comes to mind. Oh, yeah, the bean that explodes if you get rear-ended. Actually, it's a fun fact. I know somebody who spent a lot of money getting themselves a Ford Pinto. About three years into owning it, they put that bitch in reverse, backed into a tree, and it caught fire. True story. Allegedly. Caped Argus. I read that to not fall for it. Interesting commentary on the other sites make frequent references to non-human versus extraterrestrial origins. There's a big difference between the two. The first one is far more plausible from a technological perspective, especially if the operators of these crafts are biological. There is definitely something out there operating these devices, and I find it very easy to believe that the government has a physical has physical permission of technology art has physical possession of technological artifacts. One thing is for sure, though. They will never divulge the full story. A single piece of extraterrestrial metal, uh, propulsion, a computer, or similar technology would be of price would be of priceless and world-changing value. These materials will be more closely protected than the Manhattan Project. The fact that World War II never World War III never happened, despite numerous close calls and many hot-headed leaders. Yeah, because there is that. Uh, there was that near nuclear holocaust that happened globally, where multiple Russian submarines and uh, multiple Russian submarines and American submarines, as well as cruise ships and battleships, happened to cross paths, and they were all getting ready to launch nukes at each other. And supposedly, something appeared in the sky and shut down all their systems. And there are records of it on both sides, kind of. I'll only read a little bit about this. Aliens tried to warn the U.S. and Russia they were playing with fire during the Cold War. Aliens may have interfered with the U.S. and Soviet nuclear weapons during the Cold War in an attempt to send a signal to Washington and Moscow that they are playing with fire, according to a UFO researcher. Oh, it's all behind a pay. Look. It's a, it's a weird story. It's kind of sketchy. It's, it's not the most well-fleshed-out bit of narrative. But it, it is interesting. World's thing never happened despite numerous close calls and many hot-headed leaders who were willing to launch nukes over the years suggest, uh, suggest 
that we possess the capability to read and counter every single communication sent and received by any world government on the planet. Mm, it's a bit of a reach there. This extraordinary, extraordinary capability, deduced but certainly not proven, would likely have been uh, derived by studying highly advanced non-human technology recovered from a crashed vehicle or other devices. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, acting like the idea of reverse engineering is only possible on paper is fucking retarded. Anyway, Fancy Pants Lance! Hey! We've seen your comments before, my man. I wonder what the timing of this supposed... <laughs> Me and you, Fancy Pants, be thinking alike. I like you, Fancy Pants Lance. I wonder what the timing of this suppo- is supposed to distract us from, or distract us from paying attention to. Uh, Border Lord says, it's to make you question the legitimacy and sanity of a whistleblower. Of whistleblowers. Not a bad take, either. Uh, Mike Rosington. Thought the same thing. I'd guess the Biden crime family and the threat of murdering a whistleblower. Exactly! Exactly. That's kind of what I'm at with this one, because there's just so much weird weirdness with this one, and I'm just kind of like, mm. Uh, but, you know, I want to... Top over here, let's check out this interview with this whistleblower, shall we? When it broke late today, truly out of this. Start tonight with something. I, I couldn't believe this story when it broke late today. Truly out of this world. It's hard to think of anything that, frankly, is more significant than this tonight. According to what is now an explosive expose in the publication, The Debrief, a former Intel official turned whistleblower has given Congress and the Intel community, Inspector General, extensive classified information about deeply covert programs that he says possess retrieved and intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin. Now, this whistleblower is not, is not some kook. His name is David Charles Grush, and he's a decorated former combat officer in Afghanistan, as well as a veteran of the National Geospatial Intel Agency and the National Reconnaissance Office. Now, it was in that office where he served as the representative to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. Here he is in his own words. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft if you will. Uh, it's probably not the right parlance, but uh, no kidding, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. Are they electric vehicles? No. But like other whistleblowers we've heard from of late, the government bureaucracy will undoubtedly try to discredit Mr. Grush's account. But anticipating yeah, the fallout, kill the other ones, he's so. warning that such ongoing government denial of this 80-year arms race, what he calls it, would be extremely dangerous for mankind, inhibiting our ability to be prepared for an unexpected non-human intelligence contact scenario. Joining us now is Ryan Graves, a former FA-18 Super Hornet pilot for the Navy who says he came across these types of aircraft. Ryan, I, I mean, I stopped. I was I stopped today and everything I was doing when this came out late today. But do you agree this is at this point about safety and our own national security at this point? Oh, absolutely. It's never stopped being about our national security. 
what David has been able to do and the courage that he's been able to demonstrate coming forward, I think are exactly what Congress was hoping for when they've enacted laws uh, in the last National Defense Authorization Act in order to enable just this. Now, what you saw when you were on the F-18, when you were uh, piloting the F-18, describe for us specifically. Certainly. Uh, we were flying out off the coast of Virginia Beach on a daily basis, uh, and we started noticing on our radar, on our camera systems, and eventually our eyeballs, what appeared to be dark gray or black cubes inside of clear translucent spheres. Uh, these objects were typically uh, anywhere between 250 and 350 knots and performing uh, meandering maneuvers or uh, even straight maneuvers uh, upwards of supersonic. This actually lines up quite well with what uh, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick of the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office initially or has recently uh, communicated as being the most prevalent type of object that he's been seeing through his research. Spherical objects that travel anywhere from zero to two Mach. Now, Ryan, the government has, has slowly had to reveal that these are indeed unidentified objects that they cannot you know, they, they can't say what they are, but they're not regular. But their justification, essentially, for not being forthright about this initially was national security, correct? Certainly. N not from the angle of we're going to hide what's on our camera systems, but the fact that our cameras could perhaps see certain things or our radars could detect certain objects at certain ranges. That's typically the reason that's been explained why these, these videos and these images have been classified to the level they have been. I Ryan, think it I want remains to, play... to be seen. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I want to play a little bit more from this whistleblower then let you finish your thought there. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. Ryan, again, uh... It, this is the kind of stuff people would just be waved off as a complete insane asylum person for even speculating about just, you know, recently, a few years ago. But now it's like, oh yeah, there's a lot of these. What is the average American supposed to think about the government's credibility on this issue, given now what we're discovering, albeit, you know, belatedly? Well, I think, the, I think the average person right now just needs to, to sit and wait a little bit and see this process play out. Uh, David has provided uh, a, a number of documents and pieces of evidence, to my knowledge, uh, that Congress can then validate. Uh, and then they'll be in a position then to communicate that information to the American people. I, I truly believe that transparency is the only way this conversation is going to be resolved. And this is a great step forward in that direction. Well, and certainly Congress has to be briefed on this regularly. I mean, you can't keep this information from Congress. I don't believe there's any justification for doing that. Ryan, I can't wait to find out more. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. All right. So, I mean, what do you guys think? I, I'm really curious to know what you guys think in the comments below. You've kind of already heard what I think about the story. You know, I want to believe it, but at the same time, there's so much shit going on right now that this really just seems like a diversion tactic. You know, look at the sky, not around you type deal. And it's not the first time, as I said before, that the government's pulled some stunts like this to try and get us not paying attention to the world around us. But that being said, I've been your host, James Madison. This has been Inside Four Walls, and I do believe the truth is out there. But the truth is, we out here. I'll catch you all next time.
Let's see how, uh, look at all these, uh, rapidly selling Miller items flying off the shelves. Isn't that funny? You got all these Bud Light products and Anheuser-Busch products just not selling. And no one wants to buy it. All these sales stickers on every item. This is what happens when you invest with groomers. Everything. Sale sticker, sale sticker, sale stickers. So the old myth that you go woke and then you go broke. Have a look, all the sale stickers. Get involved with groomers, no one wants to buy your damn product. And it'll just sit here on the shelves and rot. Every cooler has Miller items and Anheuser-Busch items on clearance. As you can see here, the tranny fluid is all on rebate. And it's now just not just Bud Light products, it's also there are other brands that have fucking rebates on them. So, rebates no longer just on, on a tranny fluid here, but all this other Troon juice is now rebate. Assume that free speech means the right to freely hurt people's feelings. Why would you use free speech to hurt someone when we can use free speech to bring people together? This is a time for true unity. What if free speech revealed that we are more united than they'd ever dare imagine? It's time to break free. Rumble.